This is Lisa Schmidt, and it's time for another Letter from a Land of Grass. Sunday was supposed to be an easy day. I needed to move the yearlings, sort out a few steers to take to the processor, and check on the cows in the summer pasture. It was hot, so I built water breaks into the schedule and figured we would be finished early in the day. I move my cows to a new pasture every Thursday. This schedule doesn't meet the intensive grazing strategy that grass gurus tout as best. Some of them note that a 12-hour moving schedule optimizes grass growth, but anything up to a 3-day schedule maximizes grazing efficiency. Even a 21-day rotation provides enough rest for grass to thrive. The idea of a 12-hour moving schedule on this place sends me into a fit of giggles. These rolling hills and my need to have a life beyond stringing electric fence make that suggestion utterly ridiculous. When would I ride my horse? But I can reserve Thursdays as move day. The cattle and sheep like to see new grass periodically. They recognize our routine, seeming to know when it's Thursday and time to move. They see me and my horse coming and wander toward the gate. But our routine changed this week. My daughter Abby and I are taking a trip to visit potential universities. We will be gone on Thursday. So instead of moving the yearlings last Thursday, I delayed their new pasture until Sunday. I plan to park the adventurous yearlings in a secure pasture in the middle of the ranch while we're gone. Big mistake. The sun beat down on our shoulders as we rode the horses out to gather the yearlings. It didn't take long to remember what heat feels like. We found a handful of yearlings in the pasture. The rest were nowhere to be seen. It didn't take long to remember how yearlings act like high schoolers. Abby glanced up at the horizon and spotted black ears. We turned the horses toward those ears, and as we rode closer, their tails flew into the air, and I swear I heard one yell, YOLO! You only live once! Thirty minutes later, we had another handful, but we were still missing about half the yearlings. Apparently, they moved themselves last Thursday. Most likely, they decided to visit neighbors to the south or west. We checked fences and gates in both directions, stopping for drinks at the water trough, but found not even a track. Then we spotted black-hided dots far in the distance. The sun glinted off some metal near those black-hided dots. I wondered if my wandering yearlings had caught the attention of a farmer with a ripe, unharvested crop. I checked my phone for messages. Nothing. I wasn't sure whether to be relieved or worried that I still couldn't find my yearlings. We took the few compliant teenagers to the corral and jumped in the pickup for faster surveillance. As we cruised the county roads, we spotted a string of black cattle in the distance. No roads led near them. This is horse country. Our horses found the gates we needed. I wasn't the top headline on the daily police report. We watched Antelope find their personal comfort zone about a half a mile from us, and I didn't receive a nasty phone call from a neighbor. We enjoyed kicking up a mule deer buck, but I did not find the yearlings. I spent most of the night trying to think like a yearling. First thing in the morning, my neighbor to the west helped. My yearlings were in his yard. I should have moved the yearlings last Thursday. I'm Lisa Schmidt. To learn more, visit www.alandofgrassranch.com.